is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts through America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops to nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 28 The Lipstick of Horror Films The junior high school put on the costumery of the terrible house on a hill. It lay across a vast, killing field of junior high kids' self-worth. All grassy plains of nine different schizophrenic sports fields stitched together like a quilt bag of seasonal storytelling. Football in the fall, soccer in April, baseball in May. Here, in this almost Lake Erie-sized field, lay all the slaughtered hopes of uncoordinated children. The grit and spittle of children chewed up by the smallest pieces of the sporting world. The boys froze, stopped, listened to the wind talk to the grass, listened to thirty-three million blades of grass respond to the wind, knew they were about to cross a place where kids were made or killed. Felt the fierce winds staple their bones to the night, the late hour, the gutted pumpkin season. The wind was mean, blown in from far away. Some place over the burnt hills, the little brother of some cyclone, some kind of plaything born and bred on the stormed plains of Tornado Alley. The wind made little ripples in the lake of grass, like ghosts from thirty-three years of gym class were billowing from the grave. The boys looked to the school dressed up like a house on a hill, as if it were in a movie called The Terrible House. Had done the research, watched the films knew how to play the part, what to say, how to say it, lived for the role, relished the show, did not want to take the costume off, wore it home to the store, could not separate itself from the stage time, was cemented to the role, had gotten lost somewhere inside the make-believe. Yes, the junior high school across the field looked like the terrible house from the horror film. The house itself in film had always been its own kind of movie screen, licking on outer walls all the walled-in murder scenes. In film, 
It was old women dragging corpses, obsolete butchers hacking children, old slave masters resurrected inside of basement roots, madmen masturbating to science just to sell a weapon, or even just the lonely ghost of a little girl killed inside a long time ago. What was reflected on the skin of the house was hard to say most of the time, but moviegoers could feel it tapped out on their bones by their blood at first glimpse of a film's terrible house. Yes, well-kept country farmhouses spoke of cannibals and appetites run amuck. Everyone knew that. Dilapidated Georgian mansions spoke of well-tended corpses. Yes, of course. Motels by the side of the road of never checking out. In film, having seen the end, it makes sense. But here, off the closed-down carnival streets, a junior high school. The wind stirred the lake of grass. Yes, the house had always been a type of pulp or book cover. Before the boys stood a wicker man, what had taken on the opposite shape of its sins. The question was, what kind of sins could a junior high school have? The boys thought they heard secrets sizzling in frying pans. Basement objects boiling, the whining back on hinges tail of doors, screen doors swinging at the night. The swapping of creeks by great attic beams left alone with the bird cages. That was just how the night talked. Across the two-bed American garden of smooth meadow grass, the junior high school looked very much like the terrible house. Some kind of derelict garden variety book cover pinching salt to the inside whore. The wind sifted the lake of grass. Jack eyed the school. He could not read it like a horror film house. Only knew it looked like a horror film house. And that said something. Was it how it rose off the faux meadow? Some commentary on a kind of spinning and mumbling foundation saying something about a fake footing in the world, half a foot in ghost country. Did it sit on the lake of grass because it was trying to talk through the throats of 33 million blades of grass? But what would it say? That it was an island, someplace cut off from humankind. Was it calling to feast on young boys? And what could be read by the mean angles of the building? That it could hex the sky, and by inference, heaven. Yes, they did teach evolution inside, and didn't have run counter to God's goose pimples. What of the dearth of light bulbs? That it did not need to visit churches or light candles. What of its mile long width? that no boy could take it in without turning his head. What of its straight jacket silence, that it could listen to rumors, 
The unpainted brick. What did that say? That it didn't need the flaking paint. The trimmings and trappings of animal boned wind chimes and busted up shutters. All that grim crackery of specter sheets. Didn't need movie stuff gimmicks or Dickensian stagery bullshit. The lipstick of horror films because this building was raw chainsaw horror. Some guttural screaming thing choking on gasoline and made out of the modern world. The wind made little ripples in the grass lake. The school stood tall like a house on the hill, slicked with shadows, greased by the axle of the world turning over in the night, sidling taller and taller and taller. Jack thought he heard a school bell echoing through the deserted fields. Billy thought he heard the sound of loose doors banging deep in the dry grass. But it was only time, thinking about itself. The wind stirred the bladed meadow. Across the field and the high window stood a silhouette, some kind of shadow puppet watching the night be itself. That's him, Jack whispered softly. How do you know? Millie asked. Who else would be in the school this hour? But it doesn't look much like a school. The paper doll cut out from black construction paper and pasted to the far, far window watched the empty schoolyard fields. The wind made little ripples in the blue grass lake bed. If it's not him, who is it? Don't know. Maybe he, the garbage man? The guy who picks up garbage? The man who is garbage? Across the field, some kind of shape, backlit by a single light bulb, watched the moon-cold field like a horror film. A horror of a wind stirring the lake of grass. Jack sniffed. Thought he smelled all of the dead, thrown away things of western culture somewhere close by. Tuned an ear. Turned his head. Thought he heard the shuck of black trash bags. Inside two boys' shadows. <laughs>